I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we are going to be talking about accountability, discipline, and how to wrap up your year and how to be successful in the year ahead. This is a big theme all over the internet and throughout our lives this month. We're bandwagoning and hopping on this as well. The earlier you can get on top of it and reflect on your year, think about what you want to accomplish next year, the better. December is a great time to reflect. And a lot of us work slows down a little bit. Everyone's off for the holidays. You have that extra time to really sit down and write down everything that you accomplish. Write down maybe some of your blind spots, some of your weaknesses, and just think about what you want to change for the next year. And we have a lot of great thoughts on accountability and discipline and why you might be lacking them, why they're important, and how you can be more accountable and more disciplined in the new year. But as always, we're going to catch up, share our peaks of the week, and then we will dive into the topic. Yay. Anything exciting going on with you? 
Mm, honestly, I've just been pretty disciplined to waking up early well, and therefore going to bed early. I really decided to lean in to it getting dark at freaking six o'clock. And I was like, you know what? If I just go to bed earlier, I'll get more daylight and then I won't feel like the days are so short. Groundbreaking, mm-hmm. I know. But it <laughs> finally, after 29 years, is that how old I am? I'm enjoying that so much. And I think this is the first time I haven't hated winter. I guess we're not technically in winter yet, but I'm embracing Huga. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because remember, we did an episode on Huga. Was that last year or was that two years ago? Yep. Last year. I think it was December 2nd, 2022. So go check that out. Oh my gosh. We love Huga. That sounds nice. I know that a couple months ago, you said it was going to be a long winter. And I felt that. I felt like you were right with that. So that's true. It's good to get on. How can you make it not as shitty? (laughs) How can you make it better? Well, truly, because I was like thinking about all the cool Scandinavian girls and the Vikings and stuff. I'm like, their lives did not stop in the winter. Mm -hmm. They were embracing it. They're buying warmer clothes. They're layering up. They're doing the fun winter activities and the winter sports. And winter is going to be here. So I can either embrace it or I can become depressed and cry about it and stay inside and weep over it. And that's usually in the past. I just don't romanticize the winters because I've always been like, I just don't like the winter. And that was my truth. And I stuck to it. And I still don't, but I'm tricking myself into liking it. Mm-hmm. Literally yesterday morning, I woke up like at 5.30. So I don't know when the sun rises exactly, like 7. Mm-hmm. And so before the sun even rose, I went over to the park. I was all bundled up and I made breakfast before and I watched the sunrise outside in the cold. And I was like, this is honestly not that bad. And it was yeah. dead silent. There was no one there. And it was just really peaceful. Okay. Well, it's funny you say that because today I decided to wake up earlier than I usually do too. So we must be on some sort of synchronicity because I had a plank class. I, yeah, plank is a Pilates studio here in St. Louis, but they only have- Legree, Legree. Oh yeah. Okay. We're going to get it right. No, I always get it wrong. Okay. You're right. (laughs) So there's Pilates as like the genre. And then Legree is a specific type of Pilates. And I go to Legree. You're right. I literally get yelled out all the time for this and I never change what I'm saying. Well, I forget. There's a difference though because of the machine, 100%, right? Because no. like Pilates is a reformer and Legree is the mega former. No, and Pilates can right? also just be on a mat. You can go to a Pilates class mm. where you are on the ground and you're just doing movements. So... Okay, okay. Yeah, it's totally different. We go to Legree. Yeah, and there and I feel also like you got to own that because isn't Legree technically harder? It definitely is harder, <laughs> I think. Because I've done hot Pilates, which I actually loved. And that was just bring a mat, bring a towel, 60 minutes in a hot room. That was great. Highly recommend that too. But yeah, I go to Legree. You're right. I don't know why I always forget that. My friend always reminds me. She's like, it's Legree. So I got to give Mr. Legree some respect, the man who (laughs) developed it. But they only had an eight o'clock and I usually would be like, you know, I'll just sleep in. I'll stay up later, get stuff done. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to take Margo for a walk before class. So I got up at 6.45, which is, I'm sure it's bull rolling their eyes listening. Like that is not that early. It's really not, but that's early for me because I'm a night owl. Being a photographer, videographer, editor, I love editing at night. It's, if I have a deadline, it's just the only time where no one bothers me. So I have night owl tendencies, but Today, I got up really early and walked Margo and made it to my class. And then I was back at 9.15 and then I could start working. I'd have to... Because usually I'll go to workout class at like 8, get back and then walk Margo from like 9 to 10.30. I don't get my day started to like 11, which is not a good habit. But yeah, I just find myself staying up way too late working on stuff. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I think we need to roll it back, get up earlier. Because those early morning hours, like I didn't even look at my phone for like the first hour because I woke up to crowd and we went. 
So then went straight to Legree. <laughs> I almost said it. I almost said Pilates. Went straight to Legree. And it was just like a nice, peaceful morning. No phone, nothing crazy. You're, we're on to yeah. something here. Same, same, same. I don't think I've slept past 6.30 in like two weeks, oh even gosh. on the weekends. So are I've you, been killing it. Do you have night out tendencies too? I do, but I've been trying to break them because yeah. I'm like, what the fuck do I need to be up at midnight for? And I feel like because in my mind, when I would work on a project at night, there was no end time. It was mm-hmm. just like, I'm just going to keep working on this for however long and I'll go to bed whenever I'm done. But if I do it in the morning, it's like, well, the day is getting started. I've got a this. I have this call at this time. Recording the podcast at this time. I'm going to this workout class at this time. So it makes me work way more efficiently on the morning end because I have to be done by a certain time, mm-hmm. and it like lights that fire under me. And I've noticed I'm way sharper, way more focused in those morning hours than at the end of the day trying to do stuff at 11 p.m. when I've already been up all day. Yeah, and then I can just turn off work after 6 p.m. There really is something apparently to the the regular routine because I've, I've almost been doing like two a days, kind of like a morning movement and PM movement. And once I do the night class, come home, eat dinner, clean, shower, wind down, get in the sauna blanket, read, like I'm tired and I feel like it's just better for my mental health because I'm like, I gave, I gave the day my whole day. Like I was laying there in bed last night reflecting and I was like, holy fucking shit, I did so much stuff today. And I was like, that was this. This morning? Was that a, no, I was like, that had to have been yesterday. I'm like, no, that was literally this morning. But the day felt like it was 40 hours. Mm-hmm. And it really shouldn't be that big of a difference of waking up at like 5.30 compared to like 8.30. But those three hours have just been doing something different for me. And I think it's because I got on that because Clay had stayed the night a few nights in a row. And he goes to bed early and wakes up early. And his alarm was going off. And then I was like, well, why would I stay up late if he's already going to bed? Like, I might as well just go to bed. And it got me on that track. And I've just been trying to not fall off it. Mm-hmm. I know Connor goes to the gym at 5.20 every morning. I, I love roll. that for him. <laughs> All except Wednesdays. <laughs> Wednesdays, this is off day. But yeah, when you have like a real job, you have to, apparently you have to go to the gym before. You have to go to work. A crazy, crazy concept. But I know, I think that's also been pushing me. I would like to get to the point where maybe I go with him. But right now we go to two different gyms. That's a whole other story. But once I cancel that other gym and go to the gym he goes to, maybe I'll go with him at 5.30. I mean, in the theme of this episode, I feel like small, sustainable steps, though, is like how we, you, I get there Mm -hmm. because I moved it back to the 536 very slowly. Like the last couple of months, I've been working on moving my bedtime. Like at first, it was like, I just want to get to bed before midnight. That was the goal. And then I sustained that for a while. And I was like, okay, could we try 1130, Mm -hmm. 11? And so I like set the bedtime reminder on my phone and the notification on my apps and that has helped. And then being like, I want to be in bed by 1030, sleeping by 11. And then I feel like I just, it, the morning takes care of itself. Because all I have to do, if I, if I get to bed on time, that that's a win. That's what I, all I need to do to get up earlier. Yeah, yeah. Because then I set my alarm, I'm like, oh yeah, I got seven hours of sleep. Let's go. No, definitely is the same for me. It's like getting to bed. Because I always, all of a sudden, remember 8 million things that I forgot to do that day, right at 930. Like full the laundry, get everything out of the dryer or send an email or do something. So I'm very on board for earlier mornings this winter. I agree. I think it makes winter... It romanticizes it for sure. Being in your house, like the sun coming up, having a cup of tea or just... I had this amazing routine two winters ago where I would go to work out early and then come home and do my Headspace app when I had Headspace. 
And those were really nice mornings. And I should get back into that. I even saw this girl's reel, I think it was. And she was like, everyone always talks about waking up early and you've got to do all the things and like be productive. And the reason to wake up early is to like do your whole to-do list. But what about just like waking up early to just be? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is what's been helping me because from for the first like hour-ish I'm awake, like I'm waking up so slowly. I'm just kind of reflecting and I'm letting peaches out and I'm opening the blinds and reading, not just like immediately sprinting to the gym or like doing more intense chores Mm -hmm. and easing into that day feels a little bit more sustainable for me. Like maybe in six months I could be at the gym at five, but for right now, like that's I would probably do that two times and be like, wow, and then totally fall off that because I'm I'm not there yet. It's yeah. just training myself to be awake at that hour I think for that's, now. That's great. It's yeah, you don't have to get up earlier to do more stuff. I another thought I had was I just went to Mexico recently and stayed at these nice health and wellness resorts. And I can't remember if someone was saying this, but I was thinking it. One of the people was saying that some of the clients that come there are just so stressed out and they work so hard and then they look forward to this vacation in Mexico where they can do yoga and do breath work and relax. I was just thinking like, why do you have to come here to do that? Like, why can't you just do a little bit of that where you are? And that's a nice treat. But I feel like you shouldn't solely rely on that one vacation to just do everything for you because it's going to be really disappointing if it doesn't totally de-stress you or totally fix all of your problems. I feel like that's a great way. Getting up early is a good way to get those little... I know there's a girl on TikTok who calls it like the pockets of peace, but it kind of is. It's like those little moments of your day that are peaceful and bring you back to equilibrium. Yeah, and gives you time to ground and center yourself and have that time for yourself before everything starts unfolding for the day. Because depending on what industry and most people aren't going to like cold call you on a business thing at 5.30 in the morning. Most people in industries, I like do think fairly respect the the 7.30, 8 a.m. start time. You might like get the email, but there's really not the expectation to reply at that hour of the day. But then, you know, once 9, 10 o'clock rolls around, it's kind of like, hey, time to work. And I feel like that's Similar to how you said, like going to the 8 a.m. class and then walking around and then getting started by 10, 11. That was like the routine that I had for probably the last five years of working from home. And then I always felt behind because when I would really sit down to like actually work at like 9, 30, 10, I'm like, oh my God, I've already gotten so many emails. Like I wasn't on top of it. And then I'd blink and it's two, three in the afternoon. I'm like, Jesus, I just finally got caught up on everything. And now I have to like do what I actually want to do. Well, in the theme of today's episode, I feel like discipline is one. 100% the catalyst for that because thinking back to when I worked in an office, I was on top of my mornings. Like I literally got up at 6 a.m. every day, went to workout class or went to the gym because I had to because I had to be in the office at like 8.30. And I feel like when you have a job in the office, you're those systems are kind of in place. Like if I wanted to be fit, I knew that I had to get up. Like I had to go because I had to be at the office by 8.30. But when you work from home, you work for yourself. No one's holding a gun to your head saying you have to start working at 9. So then that's where the flexibility kind of started. And That's why Mm -hmm. I was at where I was. So trying to get back to having that structure, that force structure. Absolutely. And everyone has areas of their life. I feel like the career example is an obvious one. You know, people have a job in the office or you like work for yourself. But likewise, in how you eat, most people have the freedom to eat what they want and don't have a dietitian and a coach being like, okay, send me what you ate today. We're going to review it. And there's other areas between, you know, relationships, cleaning your house, whatever, that you don't have someone looking over your shoulder, like aka your boss, making sure you're on time or doing what you need to do. 
And so I think that's why we wanted to do today's episode to be like, how, if you don't have that, who can be that for you? How can you be that for yourself? And what systems can you put in place to have the discipline and the accountability to follow through in these other areas of your life where maybe you don't have to do it, mm-hmm. but yeah. you want to, and it's a goal. And yeah, yeah we're going to jump all into all that, but anything else? I feel like I'm good for catching up. Honestly, just I'm with you trying to survive winter. Got my humidifier on, lots of hand cream because I'm getting dry. Lots of moisturizer, socks. All yeah, it's all about the huga. You're so right. Oh my god. Well, we already recorded it. So if you guys are Patreon members, you'll get our January Patreon episode, January first. And if you're not, come join the Patreon page. But we talked about some of our life changing things. And one Kara said was mouth taping. I don't know how I didn't lead this episode with this, but I mouth taped ever since you said that. Oh my god. I had been wanting to, but I was like, oh, I don't want to buy the fancy mouth tape. Like it just seems silly. And I was like, you know, we have masking tape. And I was like, that's not good for your skin. I was like, fuck it, just try it. Mm-hmm. Going back to my, I'm always like, borrow or rent it before you invest. And I was like, I think my mouth will be fine with regular masking tape for a few days mm-hmm. so I can try it out. Um, yep, that was my issue for literally everything with my mouth. Like my gums would bleed when I would sleep sometimes. And I think it was because I was mouth breathing. Like it would get too dry. Oh my gosh. So thank you. I'm forever changed. I love it. Okay, I cannot take any credit. All thanks to everyone who posts about it online <laughs> that I just also saw. And I will say, did I say this on the episode that my boss of 2019 was talking about it back then, that he mouth tapes every night. And I kind of thought, like I was still... I was into health and wellness stuff. But even back then, I was like, what? That it seems extreme. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And he even was talking about it then. Like, oh, yeah, it fully forms your jaw when you're a child. If you mouth breathe or not. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I was on board. He was also drinking AG1 and doing all the healthy stuff. And I was on board for some of it. But the mouth breathing, I just could not believe was... Or the mouth taping. Yeah. Or that mouth breathing was causing all these things he was saying. But now there's way more research and it's all true. I just hate that in our society that sex is so associated with sleeping that it's almost like you have to be so hot while you're like getting into bed for your partner. Otherwise, they're like not going to find you attractive. Like how did sex only become so associated with the bed? Because I'm like, I'm not going to be hot unless my sleep routine is good. And that means, (laughs) yeah, literally, unless I have my Zorro eye mask, Velcroed strapped onto my head, the not the cutest PJs that I actually like feel warm and good in. I'm mouth taping. You've got like all your skincare on. I'm like, this is not a hot moment. Like Uh-oh. we're just going to have to find a different time for sex because it's not right now. I literally was thinking in my head two nights ago, like if only the internet saw what I looked like right now. <laughs> like if there was a picture of me, I wear a silk bonnet because I do hair masks and you don't want that getting all over your pillowcases. That makes no sense. Also, we like sweat in our sleep. So all your sweat and sebum from your hair is going to get on your pillowcase? No. So I'll have to hop on that. For no, yeah. I'll send I you. I just wash my pillowcase very often. That's true. You can do that too. Also, just feels good. Like, I feel like I like the compression. And yeah, okay. it feels nice. Also, just like no shedding then on your pillowcases. I don't know. Random things. But especially, I bought it because I was using a hair mask. Bonnet. Then I use the wrinkle patches because another thing that we've been talking about is how both of us are kind of not doing Botox right now. I haven't done it. You had done it maybe once and you're yeah, off it. That was like two years, maybe a long time ago. And we both kind of agree like, what are some preventative things that we can do so that if we need it in the future, you know, we need it. But do we even try to do anything preventative? Because I feel like a lot of people nowadays just want the solution. 
They want to mm-hmm. fix it, right, which is so fine. I'm not even shaming anyone. Sorry. Don't want this to come off as I'm shaming anyone for doing anything. <laughs> I just want to make that super clear. Don't I do not care what anyone else does with their body. Go for it. But for me, I'm like, okay, for my bank account too. I don't need to be spending mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars on things that I never even tried to fix prior. Because I feel like there's a lot of things that people get fixed with expensive procedures and things where there are preventative measures or things you can do to prevent yourself from needing to get that in the first place. So I've been using wrinkle patches. They're like 20 bucks online. They're literally cardboard. It's this family that's owned this company for like 70 years. I think they're called Frownies. So I use those just as preventative. Like I don't really have any wrinkles, but you want to put those on so that you don't form wrinkles. Then eye mask and then yeah, tape my mouth. And that's... I look psychotic. Yeah. Yep. And I'm an Adam Sandler sleeper. If you ever saw my one TikTok this summer, if you're either a pretty princess when you sleep or an Adam Sandler, and I am full on Adam Sandler, like basketball shorts, oversized tee. It's just comfier. I'm sorry. I would say I'm half... I'm Winnie the Pooh. I'll have cute (laughs) underwear on because I can't wear pants, (laughs) but a big (laughs) t-shirt. Oh my God. That's so funny. Oh yeah. And you're no socks. Yeah. I don't sleep with socks. Well, I don't really care. If I had socks on, sure. I'll fall asleep. I can sleep anyway, anyhow. I'm not die hard one way or the other, but yeah, for the most part, I don't sleep with socks on. Gotta let the dogs breathe. (laughs) Okay. Enough about this. Was there... I think I feel like there was something, one last thing you said in there. Not being willing to find the solution and that there is probably a cheaper, easier, more accessible, less invasive, more holistic way. Even this week, this is very big for me, guys. I got organ capsules. Oh my gosh. Wow. I know. I I was like, what? You got what? But then I think I think I understand what you're saying. Like meats, Um, organs to take as a vitamin. Like the liver, like the heart, like the spleen. See, what happened was I stumbled. Well, I didn't stumble. I was just on Liver King's page. (laughs) Liver King. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you would never be like, yeah, Allison's the number one fan of Liver King. Not a fan. But I just have felt like a little bit weak lately. Like, I always have a lot of energy and like motivation and clarity, but like, I kind of feel weak, but I push myself because I'm like, bitch, we've done all the things. Like you can go get a workout, you can do the day, but like, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe vegetarians know or anemia, anemics, anemics would know. But I just, I'm like, I feel like I'm really low on iron. Mm. And then I started like looking more into it. And I'm like, yeah, I think not getting enough protein and being iron deficient seems to be the issue here. And I could have gone, could still go get a professional opinion, spend a ton of money. But I was like, you know, I'm just going to start with some, an iron supplement and so I did a lot of research. I talked to people at Natural Grocers for free because they offer that. And she told me what I need to take. And so I got two different kinds and no joke in the last three days, I already feel 10 times better. Because I can't wow. like, bro, I'm not going to eat a heart. That is not fucking happening. I don't even, <laughs> even eat regular meat. Not going to be eating liver. But I'm like, <laughs> it's in a little capsule. Yeah. I don't know. It's chaga. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't have to smell that. Yeah, I recently met someone who was iron deficient low. And I think she said that her doctor said that one third women are iron deficient. So that's not surprising at all. And it really affects you. Yeah. In in ways that I wasn't expecting, like I do bruise easily and I kind of have been for a while. 
But I'm like, I didn't know what to attribute it to. And that's the hard part is then when you have an issue, you're like, this could be so many number of things. And then it's really just like research, process of elimination, know your body over and over and over again. And it's really exciting. I feel like when you find a solution, like that's what's so excited about the mouth taping. Because I'm like, I'm hydrated. I use very good oral care things. Like there's zero reason my gums should be bleeding. Mm But I was just being SpongeBob out there with my mouth wide open while I was sleeping, apparently, well, gasping all, for air. Yeah, that's what gets you. You think that you're not doing that, but then you wake up and your mouth is dry. You're like, damn it. Let's yeah. Do it again. My sleep and self did not have my best interest in mind. So we had to. I love shut that you're having all these revelations. That's amazing. Thank you. Go I think Allison. it's because I've like been at home. Like I kind of realized that travel was a little bit of a way to avoid responsibility. Like, oh, I'm just youthful. I'm spontaneous. It's fun. And I just had such resistance to order and routine because I thought it was boring and normal and basic. And then I had a little chat with ChatGPT. I had to analyze my birth chart, my zodiac chart, and was like, "What would what am what environment would I thrive best in?" And it was like routine, order, same schedule every single day. And I'm like, "Me, the girl who's been avoiding routine her entire life." So that's why I decided to kind of wake up in the last couple months, bedtime, consistent wake up time. Like that has never been the case for me. I've always had like no two days the same. And I'm not gonna lie, kind of thriving lately. Like, kind of feel really good. Maybe something to it. It's yeah. not like I'm a Virgo rising or anything. Huh. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Okay. Last thing I'll say uh, to plug. I love when we had Rebecca Weintraub on. To, she talked about human design and I'm with you. I feel like all of that lies in your human design chart and mine definitely encourages the more chaotic behaviors. That's how I thrive. So if only like when I talked to Rebecca, I was expecting to be told I need more routine order. She's like, actually, no, what you're doing totally fits your personality. I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to continue being chaotic because it works. And it's just encouraging because then you're like, am I in my head or am I gaslighting myself or is this the best thing for me? Or I feel like I'm not chaotic as probably, but more of like less routine works for me. And you're right. Yeah. It, it's all on your chart. So highly recommend getting your human design chart online. We've been wanting to talk about this app that we are absolutely loving. And it's the way that we're keeping our screenshots organized. And it's called the Pager app. You know, the camera roll can be looking a little untidy sometimes. And a big (laughs) problem from that is the screenshots. And so we were like, there has to be a solution to this. That way, these screenshots don't just get lost in our camera roll. Because that has happened to me so many times where I screenshot something and then completely forget about it, go back to look for something months later. And I'm like, oh, I didn't remember that I screenshotted that event that I wanted to go to or that place Mm -hmm. that I should have saved, et cetera, et cetera. And so we're really excited that this pager app is now in creation. So what pager is, it is an app that turns your screenshots into bookmarks. You can save them, organize them, and find them. And you can find everything that you love across the entire internet. So with pager, you can rediscover your new favorite spots, restaurant recommendations, products, media, and more in all one place, all from your screenshots. It's literally that simple. When you put your screenshots in Pager, it recognizes the text within those screenshots, making everything searchable and organized. So to all of our creative listeners out there, if you're passionate about aesthetics and exploration, we definitely recommend giving Pager a try. It's like having your own curated little universe of inspiration and recommendations right in your pocket. Absolutely. So make sure to head over to the App Store and download Pager today. You can find it by searching Pager Screenshots. And thanks to Pager for being a sponsor of the Eerie Friends Podcast. 
As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, should we do peaks? Should we do peaks? Yes. What was your peak? My peak is that I am about to hit my 2022. No, what year is it? I'm about to hit my <laughs> 2023 reading goal. I wanted to read 12 books this year, which I see other people's goals, and it's gonna relate to what we're talking about on this episode of like 50 books a year, 100 books a year, and it kind of makes me laugh that mine's 12. But it's all about setting attainable goals, and I know myself, and I know what's attainable. And 12 was attainable, one a month. And I'm halfway through my 11th book. And I'm going to have time over the holidays. So I'm definitely going to read a 12th one. And I can't wait. I'm I'm happy that I achieved this. I love that. Congratulations. I do remember you. you setting that goal. Yeah. And I was telling Allison that part of me achieving these goals is 100% because I say it on the podcast and I have people subconsciously holding me accountable, even just me holding myself accountable because I know I said it on the podcast. Maybe I should switch my peak to that. <laughs> and if, if any my, of the books really stood out to me, it's definitely The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I'm a thriller kind of girl. I love a fictional thriller book. I just need that fast pace and I need a good story to draw me in. And if you have not read those books, they're from 20 or 2008. There's a movie, which, oh my God, the movie, I started watching it so good already, but they only made the first book a movie. They didn't make the second or the third because they ran out of money, I guess, because it was like right around 2010, 2009 when mm. the, whatever was that called? Stock market crash? Housing yeah. crisis. All yeah, all that stuff happened. <laughs> so Sony decided not to pay the actors because it was like Daniel Craig, these big actors and actresses. And the first one is so good now. I don't have two more to watch. I'm so sad, but highly, highly recommend Girl's Dragon Tattoo and the other two books in the series. 
Fun. I love that. Yeah. And if you guys want to figure out how to get out of a reading slump, we did an episode. (laughs) I know. We're like plugging everything. Plugging all the episodes. That's what happens when you do a podcast. You talk about things that you like, and then you can just refer to them. Yay. Okay. What's your peak? Mm, Okay. Well, I want to touch on one of my small goals was Mm -hmm. learning how to gua sha. Yeah. Because I started the year and I was like, I don't really want to get Botox, like we just said. Not that I don't want to get Botox ever again, Mm -hmm. but wanted to try it and be a little more preventative because I was scared to say. I had never even tried gua shaing. And I did so good with that this year. I bought two Yay. separate tools and I would say I do it five out of the seven mornings. Wow. And on the mornings I don't do it, I just take an ice cube to my face. Mm-hmm. And it, I just, it feels so good. I don't even know if I can physically see that much of a difference of like a sharper jaw or something like that. But I do notice that when I wake up, my face is a little more puffy mm-hmm. and it helps get some of that puff out, reduces it. Yeah, you're like literally dragging it down through Mm -hmm. your lymph nodes and it's going to flush it all out. Yeah. And I can tell like it feels better. So that's good. Um, But my peak is that I booked mine and Clay's flights down to Columbia. We are going to be there December 29th. I'll be there. Well, okay. Actually, I'll be there December 29th through January 19th. And then Clay is going to come like the 12th through the 19th. So that is great. I am really looking forward to it. Crazy that the first time I went to Columbia was when Karen and I went together in 2019. 2018? 2019, yeah. And then Clay and I did our December Patreon episode all about mine and Clay's month trip to Columbia back in 2020. So if you want to hear those silly stories, also on the Patreon. Love it. Yay. Our link list. Normally, I feel like we have like five things to link per episode in the show notes. It's just going to be a mile today. It's going to be long. Listener speaks. Oh, this one from Mary. That sounds amazing. Took a hot yoga class after an extremely stressful week and it was the perfect reset. So relatable. Okay, another yoga one. Delaney said, living in a walkable area now so I can walk to yoga in the mornings. Everyone's loving yoga. I'm I'm right there with you. That's awesome. And also on brand, <laughs> Maggie said, getting back into my daily routines and healthy habits. I love, we're all, we're like, you know what? We don't need to wait for January. We just don't need to succumb to the holiday craze and then therefore have to get back on track. We're just staying on track. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And Isabella said, learning that my cousin is pregnant. That's so cute. Congrats to your cousin. Sending her our best wishes. As always, send in your peaks on our Instagram. Instagram page, Artie Friends Podcast, and you can get entered to be our listener of the week over there, where we pick a listener every week to win $10. And you just got to send us a rating and review that you've left on Apple or Spotify or both, and I'll get you entered. We're half trying to buy your love and half encouraging you to go get coffee with a friend. Yeah. We got to thank you guys because those ratings and reviews help so, so, so much. So a little win-win for everybody. Fabulous. Would you like to take it away with the definition of accountability and then I'll give the definition of discipline? Yes. And we're thinking of this in the lens of being accountable for your goals and showing up for yourself. So accountability is the obligation or willingness to accept responsibility for one's actions. So again, in the context of goals, showing up for yourself and being responsible for the actions that you need to do to get from point A to point B. And then discipline is more about obeying the rules that you set set for yourself and sticking to a particular pattern or behavior code, either that you've decided that you want to stick to or could be enforced upon you. But I don't really like the word force because I feel like that means that you are making yourself do something that you don't really want to do. And that doesn't allow for 
flow and things coming intuitively. But I think we can all agree that sometimes in life, there's just things that are less fun that you need to do in order to become the person that you want to be. And a lot of it is just about like shifting the mindset or romanticizing it or shifting a perspective or learning something to make those habits more enjoyable. And that way you enjoy the process and it's less about just the outcome at the end. And I do feel like accountability and discipline are like a yin-yang where mm-hmm. they they really work well together. And they are buzzwords that kind of get tossed around a lot. But I feel like with the English language, we don't really sit down to be like, what does this word even mean? Mm-hmm. And unpack it. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And like you said, to have accountability and to have discipline, it's important to make sure that those actions that you're taking are attainable. There's a lot of cheesy quotes about discipline, but I feel like a lot of them are spot on. And the one that sticks out is that discipline is the bridge between your reality and your dreams. I feel like that's a good way to set this up. Okay. Now we're going to talk about why you might lack accountability and why you might lack discipline. Yes. So some of the reasons that you might lack accountability, overly optimistic about time and resources, not willing to sacrifice in other areas, which might look like that you love the idea of something. When it comes down to it, you can't give up or commit to whatever is needed. A lack of desire toward a certain goal. Maybe you're overwhelmed by the scale of the problem, goal, or situation. Maybe you don't have the tools, knowledge, or resources to figure out or how to solve an issue to create a plan that you can stick to. And these will all make more sense once we break them all down. And a few reasons why you might lack discipline, not believing you're worthy of achieving your goals or dream life, engaging in negative emotions that keep you stuck, lacking organization and time management, not having a clear goal, Maybe it's too broad or not specific enough to your situation or not knowing what commitments are worth your time. And then with all the commitments that you have, maybe some of them are conflicting. Like literally one of your goals might be sabotaging another goal and you don't even realize it. So I think we want to figure out how these things work together because accountability has a lot to do with other people. Are you accountable to your friends and family? Are you accountable at work? Are you accountable to your household? Are you accountable as a parent, as a friend? Because a lot of people's goals have a lot to do with being a better person towards other people. Maybe you want that promotion at your job. Well, that's going to require you to be accountable in the workplace. Maybe you want to be a better significant other. That's going to require you to be accountable to being a good partner. Maybe you want to be a better parent. How can you show up for your child? To where discipline, I think in my head of like, that's being accountable to yourself of the things that you actually want to do. And sometimes that can involve other people in your relationships or your work, but sometimes it can just be for your own, say, mental health, your physical wellness, eating better or things like that. Absolutely. Okay. So with being December and wanting to get into that mode of reflection, I think taking a look at yourself and how you've handled being accountable in the past, this is a good time to think about that. Some of the ways that you can be accountable looking toward 2024, owning up to mistakes that you make, reflecting on when you mess up, if there's any lessons that you can learn, and just setting aside your pride and your ego and be honest with yourself at where you're truly at. So again, I think discipline is going to be very reflective on yourself and what your goals are and your actions. Whereas accountability, it is, it does have to do with that self-discipline, but also it's just maybe where you fell short from your expectations with other people. Did you mess up at work? Has your partner asked you to do something a lot of times and maybe you aren't following through? Have you said each week like to your friends, I'm, let's hang out and let's do this. And then you keep being flaky 
situations like that where maybe you're maybe you're making mistakes, but maybe you're also not following through on your word. Yes. A good summarizing thought is that self-discipline is a byproduct of being accountable. I feel like that's the word that in that sense that we're kind of like trying to summarize here is that by being accountable and the things that you're committing to, you're building self-discipline. What are some ways that we can be more disciplined? Some ways to be more disciplined. I think it starts with being really clear about your goals and why you even have those goals in the first place. Especially this time of year, you see so many people posting like all the goals that they accomplished throughout the year and what's on their 2024 list. And it can be really enticing to be like, ooh, maybe I want to do that. And I think some of that can be helpful and it can be inspiring and help give you ideas of what you want. But if you take on too many goals or you're just choosing a goal because of how cool it looked when that other person did it, that's probably where it's going to fall off throughout the year because you didn't even really actually want to do that goal or that aspiration that you're working towards. And then it makes it easy to fall off. Another way is not to overcommit. Learn to say no to things that aren't helping you become your best self. Start small and be realistic. If you want to work out more, maybe you say you only want to work out one time a week rather than saying, I'm going to work out three days a week. And for the first two weeks, you show up and you do it. And then all of a sudden you don't go back to the gym for a month. I would say in my life, that's probably the number one thing that has kept me from achieving my goals is being really hot out of the starting gate. Over zealous, super excited. I go to full send and I get really excited about it. And then I kind of burn myself out. So I think a big thing for me in 2024 is being way more clear about a sustainable process towards my goals rather than... Let's take your reading goal, for example. It's like, oh, well, I only want to read 12 for the year. So maybe I'll just read all 12 in January. And it's like, well, the point of the goal is like to develop a lifelong love for reading. So maybe we should just, let's let's try to read 10 pages a day. Maybe we finish Mm -hmm. one book a month. Like setting realistic deadlines that actually fit your schedule. And as you're working towards a goal, I think it's important to reflect often. If you're like, you know what? I set this goal and I actually don't even want this thing anymore. Or I've pivoted and it kind of looks like this now. I think that's really important to avoid burnout and actually get where you're wanting to go. And then along with reflecting, rewarding yourself during that process... That is super helpful for me. Last year, I wanted to do 200 yoga classes. And so at 50, 100, and 150, I set micro rewards for myself along the way. At 50, I allowed myself to get new yoga workout sets. At 100, what did I have for 100? I think me and my friend, like, yeah, I did a really fun 100th class. Then we went out to lunch after. I can't remember for 150. Mm -hmm. But then it makes it so you only have to look at the next chunk to accomplish. And that way you aren't overwhelmed by like, oh my God, how am I going to get to 200? Breaking it down, however that looks for you. Another one that I was just thinking of, I feel like a good tip is to gather resources that make being disciplined easier. Like what resources, what tools do you have at your disposal that can make getting up earlier, staying on your reading goal, going to those workout classes easier? So just take note, whenever you have that new goal, when you write it down, think about who do I have at my disposal that can help me with this. What resources do I have in my community? Do I have a community garden where I can learn how to garden if gardening's on my goal list? Or do I have a library that I can get these books from? There's a lot of resources that we have at our disposal that we kind of forget about sometimes. And for me, I keep talking about the reading goal, but it, I feel like it is just tying into a lot of these things. I had the free books at the library. 
And then if I was driving or on a road trip or on a plane, I also had the Libby app that was at the library so I could get the free audiobooks. So then I could continue that progress even if I didn't have the physical book with me. And I also had like the eBooks online that I could read on my phone if I was waiting in a doctor's office or waiting somewhere. So think about what tools and resources, and you don't have to pay for these all the time. Like there are a lot of free resources out there that can help you achieve these goals. You just need to do a little researching for to find. Regarding goals, it's easy to make excuses that either you don't have the resources or the money or the time. But I love the quotes like, why are you sticking up for your excuses? Like the only person that's losing from that is yourself. So let's take the reading goal, since this is a very easy example. (laughs) It's like, well, a library card is free. The Libby app is free. If you're listening to this, you already have a smartphone. You can read on the smartphone. They don't take up a lot of room. There's pretty much a library in every city. There's virtual libraries. There's really no reason. And if you have time to scroll on social media for an hour, you have 10 minutes to read it. And not even saying that everyone needs to read a book by any means, but with any goal, it's very easy to attribute other people's success to like, well, they had the money, they had the resources. If I had that, then I could do it. But it's also about figuring out how to literally be resourceful. I did an episode on our Patreon page all about how to be resourceful. And I feel like that is a huge aspect of what's helped me be successful in life. I'm like, okay, I want to start my own business. Well, I don't have a ton of money to do that. Okay, I'm going to start a business that has a very low startup cost. Okay, we want to start a podcast. We're going to start small. Like, Just take things one step at a time. And as you go and you are more committed to that goal or that project you can keep investing more and more. But if you just make excuses, like you're the only one suffering from that. And I'm speaking to myself too. Like there are so many things. I'm like, oh, I wish I was hotter. I wish I was this. I wish my hair was more healthy. It's like, bitch, put a fucking mask in your hair. Don't like get some (laughs) heat styling spray. Like drink more water. I don't know. You're like, you're the only one suffering. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's my pep talk to myself because... (laughs) I think it's easy for all of us to have little pity parties in our head. Like, well, that person can really put themselves out there. Before we started this podcast, I would cringe at hearing my own voice. I remember I had Instagram for like five years. I never spoke on there once. One time I did an Instagram story with my voice and there was literally so many replies. People were like, oh my God, voice reveal. I was like, I know, I hate the sound of my own voice. I can't even imagine, like hated that. And now here we are because I decided what, what, how does that benefit me to say, oh, I don't like the sound of my own voice. I could never talk on something. Or at the beginning of the episode, I have always said, I just hate winter. I'm just not a morning person. Okay. Again, I'm the only one suffering. So might as well change these things. Sorry. Well, the really next thing I need to talk about. <laughs> no, this ties directly into one of the things that I wrote down. I feel like with how to be more disciplined is it has to be your mindset around it and realizing that discipline and having discipline is not easier for anybody else. They've just changed their mindset on it. And I think that a lot of the habits that you're gonna have to get into to be successful with your goals are not any easier for anyone else that's already doing them. They've just decided that they're gonna push themselves every single day and go to the gym or take those cold showers and do the cold plunge. And they just get in the routine of doing it over and over again. And it's hard for everybody. So I feel like that's the mindset shift that a lot of us, myself included, need to get into is that it doesn't really get any easier. You just get used to doing it. 100%. It's like that fitness uh, trend video where they're like, 
oh, like her dream body, like must be nice to have that body. And then there's like the clips of them being like, how I have that body. And it's like waking up early, going to the gym all the time, eating really well. And they're like, I didn't just wake up like this. I put in the work Mm. and... It's just so much easier, I think, for our little human brains to assume that like other people were all just handed their things. And yes, there are some people who, you know, their parents gave them money or they're like very blessed genetically or whatever. There's a lot of really fucking normal people that come from like very low to middle income families that look very average, that have very similar schooling to you and similar, very similar life to you that have decided, eh, I could be better and I'm going to do the hard stuff. I feel like Andy Frisella right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it's so true. Do you want to rapid fire maybe the last few ones that are good tips for getting more discipline? Yes. Uh, Telling other people, which can look like posting on social media. It's, yeah, sure, whatever. Say it's cringy. Everyone does it. Just do it. Post your goals out there for people to see. It really will hold you accountable. Or if you don't want to go full send on a public social media post, join a Facebook group of people working for, like like if running is part of your goals, join a Facebook running group. Or if you have a group chat amongst some friends or family that you're working towards something, that is great too. Similarly, getting an accountability buddy. I feel like that is such a tried and true thing that people talk about with accountability, but it literally works. My friend Grace and I, we've gone to three Legree classes now because we looked at our schedule a few days out and we're like, what time works for you? And we put it on the calendar and we went. And there was one day, it was right after I got stitches for getting my mole removed. I was like, I would have absolutely made an excuse and been like, my stitches are going to rip out. And I even wanted to. I texted Clay's brother, who's a doctor. And I was like, I signed up for a Legree class. Can I do that with stitches? And he's like, yeah, you're fine. I was like, fuck, I have to go. Like, Dang <laughs> <But> it. <laughs> the accountability buddy and putting it on the calendar and making time for it made me go. And then similar to an accountability buddy, but a next another step to that is hiring a coach or a mentor. I think no matter what goal you want to achieve, there's probably someone out there who has done something similar in that industry, sport, hobby, whatever, who can give you guidance, share knowledge, resources, and bridge that gap for you so it doesn't maybe take as long or isn't as hard because they they already went through and learned a lot of lessons along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, some other really good tips, getting organized, that never hurt, you know? Having your goals in a calendar, making maybe a note every Friday, every Wednesday, whatever day of the week that you're going to learn Spanish or take an online course, block it off in your calendar. Like Allison said, making that time, putting it actually on the schedule really, really helps. Using a tracking system like an app or a journal, making those reminder notifications on your phone. And with getting organized, of course, like we already said, using December as your planning month. So getting ahead of those goals, sitting down, setting your why for next year. We've said that I think the last two goals episodes for 2022 and 2023, having a word of the year is really helpful because even if you fall off that goal or decide to change it, your why for that year, maybe that word for the whole year can still be in that same context. Maybe you can just change your goal a little bit or just switch it to something that's still in line with what your why for that year is. And then I also do want to hone in on the affirmations. As Kara mentioned, mm-hmm. I think the mindset is the, a huge part of this. And in order to change your mindset, you're going to have to work on literally changing your mindset and how to do that. And there are many tools to do that. 
I've seen a lot of posts online about how to change your mindset. But one that I really do like are affirmations, whether you write them down or you verbally say them to yourself. Because if you in your head all day are just beating yourself up and you're like, I don't deserve this. I'm never going to have that thing. I don't look like that, blah, blah, blah. Well, then that's going to become your reality again and again. And I think why people say affirmations don't work is because they set way too lofty of affirmations that they don't actually believe. I think the key is to set a positive affirmation that's just 1% better than your current reality. Like for right now, an affirmation for me, if I was like, I'm a millionaire, that wouldn't work for me. But if I said, I'm a hundred thousandaire, I'm like, okay, I could, it's, it's way more believable for me that I could make six figures and seven figures. So rather than shooting way too high, it's never going to work. I need to lower the bar, get behind that, believe that, make that your reality, and then raise the ceiling and just keep doing that again and again. Whatever area your shortcoming shortcoming is in, whether it's confidence, whether it's accountability, whether it's being a good friend, whether it's feeling loved, whether it's feeling deserving, you've got to believe that you are worth having the life that you want to have. Otherwise, I truly don't know how you could get it. If you, you're, the, you're responsible for the outcome of your life. No one's no one's going to come along and magically hand you this perfect, beautiful, amazing new life if you don't put something in. And a lot of that starts in your head. Yeah, absolutely. In the words you speak. Okay, final wrapping up thought for me is that with all this, with discipline, with being accountable, make sure that you're practicing self-compassion too. If you have a bad day or you do something that is not in line with your goals, that is okay. I feel like if you really beat yourself up about it, you're just going to throw yourself off even more. So just forgive yourself for whatever mistake you make along this way for 2024 and forgive yourself and promise yourself that you'll just do better tomorrow. You can get a fresh start the same day. Just having one slip up or one bad moment does not have to ruin an entire day. You can restart that day and focus on the good things in that day right away and just allow yourself to be... Give yourself grace. I feel like we always give other people grace We are really harsh on ourselves sometimes. And it's okay if you make a mistake or fall up on these goals. Even if you look at your goals from this year and you're like, oh my God, I did none of them. I'm such a failure. I'm such a loser. Give yourself grace. It's okay. We're going to take those baby steps and make it a good year next year. I love that. That's a great way to end. And if you are someone who has to check things off... Even putting rest and recovery and some of that softer stuff into your routine so that you make time and you make space for it and can be accountable to it. I think that is also nice. Like maybe rather than thinking of a Sunday as like, oh, I'm not going to make it to the gym today. Be like, Sunday is my rest day and I'm going to go for a walk. And if you set that intention, that rest, recovery, grace is what you're going towards, then you can't be disappointed that you didn't go get your workout in or you didn't work on it that day because the recovery was just is important to getting there as well. It was a great wrap up. Thank you for that. Of course. And one more thing that we wanted to share, if having an accountability buddy or being in a group that will help you be motivated and help you stay on track with those goals is something that you're interested in, on our Patreon page for the entire month of January, we're going to do a weekly call with all the gals, get together, talk about our goals. We're going to do some fun little informational mini sessions and even give some more info on being accountable, what achieving your goals will look like and being successful what that looks like. So we're going to do those every single week in the month of January for 2024. So if you want to join a group and hop on these weekly calls come to the Patreon page. Exactly. Because wellness is just so much more fun with friends. So many of us are trying to be our best self 
and work on similar fitness, dietary, career goals. So if you can find friends who support your goals and you want to support them in return, that doesn't that's not an extra thing you have to add into your week. It's just a modality that's going to help you get there. And we would love to be that for you. So yeah, go to patreon.com slash already friends. It's literally $5. Yeah, think of all the things you spent $5 actually a on. steal. Yeah, that's actually, if you look at other accountability groups and coaching, it's a lot more than that. But we just want to bring you guys together. We love doing that kind of stuff. We've done goal setting and goal check-in workshops on our Patreon for years now. And it brings us a lot of joy. We love hearing what you guys are up to. So that's going to start on January 7th. We're going to do it every Sunday in January. So 7th, 14th, 21st, 28th. Perfect. Yeah. So before then, come with a reflection of your 2023 year and what you want in 2024. If you need more help with that, the episode we did last year, How to Reflect on Your Goals, is probably one of the better episodes we've done. I dive through my whole process of how to review your goals. It goes into the eight dimensions of wellness. I think everything in that episode is highly applicable today, one year later. And we'll link that in the show notes as well. And then you can use that for joining our Patreon group. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Ori Friends. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, wait, really quick before you go, if you want a chance to be the Artie Friends Listener of the Week, we have something for you. Leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And for bonus entries, there's so many ways to support our show. Share about us on your Instagram story, engage with us over on TikTok, post on our Facebook group, join the Patreon page, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to send that rating and review to our Instagram page, Artie Friends Podcast, and we pick a new Listener of the Week every Wednesday. We'll send you a $10 Visa gift card if you win, just as a way of saying thank you to buy you a coffee, buy you a sweet little treat, whatever you want. Thanks again, you guys. We appreciate you so, so much. And we'll catch you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.